Chapter One of Some Haunted Houses of England and Wales. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by John Brandon. Some Haunted Houses of England and Wales by Elliot O'Donnell. Chapter One The Green Bank Hotel Bardsley. The Race for Life. Technical Form of Apparitions phantasms of the dead source of authenticity evidence of eyewitness cause of haunting murder one afternoon in the july of this year i took tea with lady b at her club in the west end lady b is a very old friend of mine our friendship dating back to the days when i wore eton collars and a preparatory school cap she was in unusually high spirits at the thought of a cruise in the baltic whilst i was equally exuberant at being once again in london after a very trying sojourn in a particularly remote and isolated town a town renowned for pilchards pasties and painters now there is nothing mean nor petty about lady b she's generosity itself so kind so courteous and withal so daintily pretty that to be near her even is to be in elysium remembering the interest i had always taken in matters psychical she had invited several friends especially to meet me and it was from one of them miss charlotte napier that i heard the following story chancing to be stranded late one night at bardsley she began owing to a slight miscalculation of the timetable i had no other resource than to put up at the green bank hotel in russell street twas a very ordinary hotel ordinary both in accommodation and appearance one part of it that in which i slept possibly dated back to the elizabethan period but the rest most hideously renovated was quite modern outside my room number fifty six was a long and somewhat gloomy corridor connecting the old and new portions of the house i retired to rest about eleven closing time and had been asleep barely an hour before i woke with a start to find the room flooded with a pale phosphorescent light the moon shone through my window panes it gleamed with an unearthly whiteness across the bed and thence across the room glancing upon the panels of the door in such a manner that i was constrained to follow his course and to fix my gaze wherever it shone the door was a mass of light i could see each crack and scar upon it even the fingerprints on the white handle with painful distinctness a sudden sensation of horror overcame me i would have given anything to have been able to look elsewhere i could not all my senses were centered upon the door it enchained me it drew me and as i gazed at it in helpless awe the sound of footsteps from without suddenly broke upon my ears instantly all my faculties were on the alert and i became the victim of a curious sensation unlike any i had hitherto experienced but which i had since learned is the usual effect of psychic manifestation 
i felt the proximity of the unnatural an icy coldness stole down my back my teeth chattered my hair seemed to rise on end and the violent palpitation of my heart made me sick and dizzy my faculties had indeed become abnormally acute but my body seemed no longer alive and i knew that whatever happened i should be absolutely incapable of action my powerlessness was soon to be put to the test sitting bolt upright in bed in obedience to an irresistible impulse i listened listened with all my might what were those sounds they were certainly unlike any i had ever heard before and the kind of terror they imparted was hitherto unknown to me perhaps the nearest semblance to the kind of fear i then felt is the fear inspired by the sight of a lunatic i could not stir i could only wait and listen the unnatural nature of the footsteps was emphasized by the brilliancy of the moonlight quite an abnormal feature in itself and the intense hush which stealing surreptitiously upon the house obliterated every other sound the footsteps gradually became interpretive two people were rushing headlong down the corridor from the light flying footsteps of the foremost and the heavier tread and ever-increasing pace of the hindermost i concluded it was a race entailing vital consequences and that the fugitive would soon be caught caught but not pray heaven at my door what on earth had happened what could happen in a well-regulated hotel fire robbery or murder murder great drops of sweat broke out upon my brow at the bare thought the moon shone in whiter and more coldly than ever whilst the steps drew nearer and nearer so near in fact that i fancied i could detect the sound of breathing short sharp-drawn gasps of agony accompanied by easier and more strenuous inhalations who were the actors in this invisible drama were they both men i imagined not indeed a thousand horrible ideas suggested themselves to my mind to be interrupted by a terrific crash on the upper panels of the door that made me all but die with terror never had i suffered as at that moment i strove to scream it was in vain my tongue clave to the roof of my mouth i could utter no sound the door which i had taken the precaution to lock was unceremoniously burst open and into the room rushed a very young and fragile-looking man clad in the costume of a cavalier of the time of naseby whilst close at his heels there followed a gigantic roundhead armed with all the terrible paraphernalia of war the tableau was so totally different from anything i had anticipated and withal horribly real so real that had it been in my power i must inevitably have raised a hand to interpose indeed the wretched fugitive made straight for my bed and falling on his knees beside it clutched the counterpane convulsively in his fingers his ashy face was so near mine that i 
not only saw every feature in it with damning clearness but i read the many varied expressions in his eyes they were awful i read in them despair terror hate overshadowed in the background by an insatiable craving for every imaginable vice yet they were beautiful eyes beautiful both in formation and colour too effeminately beautiful for a man his hair which fell in a wild profusion of ringlets over forehead and shoulders was of a rich chestnut hue and most luxuriant he wore neither beard nor moustaches he was absolutely clean-shaven and his skin shone with all the milky whiteness of that of a young woman his features were neatly moulded and extremely delicate his hands well-shaped and narrow whilst his fingers long and tapering were crowned with pellucid filbert nails attired in the most costly and elegant manner a manner that suggested the court fop rather than the soldier he formed in every way a marked contrast to his puritan pursuer the round head was a huge brawny fellow dressed in a leathern jerkin and heavy riding-boots his soiled and muddy clothes betokening the wear and tear of an arduous campaign his face always ugly and naturally perhaps sullen and forbidding was now positively diabolical rage hatred and triumph vying with one another for supremacy catching hold of the cavalier by his silken tresses and pulling back his head by brute force the cromwellian slowly and deliberately drew the keen blade of his knife across the doomed man's throat the horrid deed transacted amid the most preternatural silence was perpetrated so close to me that i was obliged to witness every revolting detail and although i felt sure the victim was bad and vicious i did not think the vileness of his character in any way justified the atrocity of his assassin the murderer had barely accomplished his fiendish design before a deadly sickness came over me and i fainted on recovering consciousness the room was once again in darkness nor could i discover in the morning any sign whatever of the awful tragedy on making inquiries in the town i learned that the inn was well known to be haunted other people as well as i having witnessed the same phenomenon and that during the recent renovations a skeleton had been unearthed at the foot of the main staircase i saw it in the local museum and instantly identified the costume it wore as the one i had seen on the hapless fugitive but the skeleton was that of a woman end of chapter one Recording by John Brandon.